We now have our two short Bible readings, which Rachel is going to read to us. The first reading this morning is uh, taken from Paul's second letter to Timothy, uh, chapter 1, verses 3 to 7. I am grateful to God, whom I worship with a clear conscience, as my ancestors did, when I remember you constantly in my prayers, day and night. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and now I am sure lives in you. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. And the second reading is from Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. In everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. For this is the law and the prophets. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you. Thank so you, we're David. going to um, see the video now. Um, and... Um, Uh, After that, uh, Rosemary will lead us in intercessions. Thanks. Greetings, dear friends, from uh, all of us in Echehomo. We would like to thank each and every one of you for all the support we've got from you. It's a blessing to have you as not just partners, but uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. Last year was a different one, uh, not only from Romania, but for uh, all over the world. Fear, panic, isolation were the words that we heard daily. In March, we were forced to close the office's doors, but this doesn't mean our activity did not continue. Uh, We find support in the Bible and... uh, Through that time of uh, so many confusion, unknown, we find the verse in 1 Timothy which said, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And this is the the word that keep, came in our mind and gave us the strength to do to continue the work. I wish I could speak about how brave we were and the great deeds we have done. But the truth is, we just witnessed God's work. Through His grace, we continue to help and support not only the families in our care, but many others. Also, to encourage and visit the elderly to take care of the children. And through His grace, we hope to continue the work we are doing. Thank you for all the support, all the grace you are giving us. 
This pandemic situation has affected Romania, as the rest of the world, quite hard. Surely the government's response was slow and this caused a chain reaction. People lost their jobs as firms were forced to close their doors for too long. The local authorities couldn't intervene to help those isolated because of the lack of protocols, while panic took over the population because the information was coming through so many channels and the authorities were slow in giving an official response. Therefore, we couldn't just stand as spectators and we began helping those in need, isolated or too scared to leave their homes, by doing grocery shopping, bringing the necessary medicines, donating foods and trying to counter the general panic with peace, encouragement and support. Romania recorded in 2020 the biggest decrease of population in all Europe. The natality is lower than ever and the elderly population exceeds the youth population by over half a million. Unfortunately, despite requiring urgent solutions, the elderly population and their complex problems are of no interest for the government, local authorities or people in general. The current COVID situation in Romania is the following. 1,081,875 Romanians got infected with the COVID-19 virus from the beginning of the pandemic till today. 34,260 died, which represents 3.17%. And over 4.5 million people got the vaccine, both doses, this representing about 25% of the population. A serious issue was hospitalizing the patients who needed oxygen or were in critical conditions and had to be in the ICU units, but we didn't have enough beds in these special units in none of the major cities not to mention smaller towns. We managed to get somehow through the three waves, but specialists expect a fourth one in autumn due to this new Delta version. We currently have between 50 and 100 new cases per day. This year's winter was long, and this meant an increased need of woods for elderly and families in need. Also, increased costs for gas and electricity. We had an unusual cold and rainy spring, summer starting suddenly with very high temperatures barely at the end of June, beginning of July. Besides the material financial needs, people needed encouragement and emotional support more than ever. The social workers became counselors even more than before and had a big role in helping people distinguish between fake news and proper information, between panic and having a trusting attitude, between losing all hope and putting their faith in God. The medical needs are big. Many hospitals were turned into COVID-only hospitals, so patients with other problems were rejected. The cancer patients who were supposed to travel to other towns for treatment were postponed a great deal of time. Surgeries were put on hold, everyone focusing on COVID only. This had a big impact on people with chronic illnesses, cancer patients, or people in need of care. COVID monopolized every sector. We also had casualties among the people we support. Six people lost their lives to COVID-19, two from the poor families and four from the elderly project. In the second half of April, we managed to open a new project, Casa Ica, designed to accommodate sick people coming to Cluj for treatment from all over the country. After a few months, the house is full and we have requests on standby. Some people need to stay for weeks, even over a month 
and it would be impossible for them to stay in a pension or at a hotel, the costs being really big in Cluj. They all say Casa Ica is a blessing for them. The elderly project took off well this year. We managed to begin the group meetings here at the office, but only in July. During the first months of the year, we took care of their health problems, accompanying them to hospitals, making sure they receive proper care. Some have been dealing with health problems for so long, but were too scared to go to the doctor or didn't want to. We continue to make improvements in their homes and provide better conditions. We made collaborations with other organizations to obtain daily meals for some of the elderly who don't have the possibility to cook for themselves. We continue to make sure each feels cherished and treasured, especially during this time when they had to stay in their homes most of the time. We celebrated their birthdays in their homes and through regular visits. We continue to provide weekly parcels of fresh vegetables and fruits, also consistent food parcels at Easter time. We bought appliances. This is still a great need among them. Boilers, stoves, washing machines, vacuum cleaners, oxygen devices, etc. Amig Home worked against the clock this year with the children's school and exams they were facing. For the first half of the year, the house turned into a school, basically. Even though having online school was a big challenge, we're happy they adapt. It was hard work from both children and the staff, but the results can only bring us joy. Maria obtained good grades at her exams and she was accepted to the Arts High School. She prepared intensely for it, as besides the practical examination, she also needed to present a portfolio. Christian had his baccalaureate exam, and he's the first in his family to take it. He aced it and was also accepted to university, an important one in our town. He's now working in a restaurant for the summer, earning money and experience. Simona also finished the eighth grade and she enrolled in a vocational school. She attended a special school before, but her desire was to be integrated in mass education and with hard work she succeeded. Alex finished the fifth grade with improved results. It's a huge effort for him, but he's got potential and receives all the help he can get to catch up with the rest of the children. All the other children managed to finish well. For the poor families, it was a difficult time. Those who worked without contracts lost their daily jobs and didn't even have a legal and didn't even have a legal coverage to obtain certain benefits offered by the authorities. Many of those who had legal jobs remained at home in technical unemployment, but some of the companies were shut down for good, so they didn't have a job to return to. We had to deal with COVID cases and even care for some of these who, because the hospitals were packed, were sent home before being in a state where they could take care of themselves. We could no longer organize a camp for children, but we still had meetings with them in their villages with the participation of a local church. The needs of these families, elderly, children, continue to be diverse. For example, we have a case brought to our attention of an old man whose income is 90 pounds and the monthly medication is also 90 pounds. Because he wasn't eating, only rarely, as his income was all spent on medication, he was often taken by the ambulance as he was sick or fainting. 
Another lady we recently met has both parents deceased, no relative, and she is 63 years old. Despite having an important job back in the days, she now confronts with some mental issues and is eating out of the garbage. Despite having an important job back in the days, she now confronts with some mental issues and ended up eating out of the garbage. She was famished when we met her and couldn't believe someone was willing to help her. Another one who's been living with her mother and is dealing with schizophrenia now needs to manage on her own after her mother passed away in the winter. The income they had was 90% insured by the mother's income, and now that she's gone, the lady has a very hard time coping on her own. Then, the massive exodus of population in our country deepens the crisis of elderly who remain without any support from their relatives, many of these leaving to work abroad. Their incomes are insufficient to afford staying in an asylum or a home for elderly. The complex problems require individual solutions for each case. The need for firewood is huge. Even though summer had just begun, we need to start planning for the autumn months and buying firewood in advance because it gets harder and more expensive from a year to another to find legally cut wood at decent prices. The costs have increased gradually since the beginning of the year and it gets harder for people in need to cope with the groceries expenses. Many have given up eating fruits, vegetables, meat, and other products they can't afford. Therefore, we believe it's important to cover this side of their needs. Surely, there are still many who need appliances and other improvements in their homes for decent living conditions. We'd like to see every family enjoying the basic comfort a washing machine or a fridge provides, having bathroom in their homes and secure roofs that don't allow the rain to infiltrate. There are big floods in Romania right now. People in remote villages are isolated there by the floods. It's happening close to us and many people have lost their homes. Few people died, many animals died, households are ruined. People need every help they can get with food, clothing, support to rebuild. The problem of education in the rural areas deepens and we can see it with our own eyes as the children don't attend school regularly like they do in the city. Sometimes they are sent to work, other times if it rains, the road to school is impractical and so on. Also for the first four grades, the pupils study all together. That means all grades doing the same subject with the same teacher. There can't be progress in this way and without proper education, the children are fated to relieve the parents' lives. We've seen it with Alex from Amik. He's a child with great, great potential and a smart kid, but the struggle he's going through to catch up with his classmates because he's lost so much during the years he attended school in the village is a lot for him. He's worked incredibly hard because he realizes it's a great chance that he has. His sister will also be joining the Amik family, so she can also have access to education in Cluj. She is only seven, so she'll be starting school here in autumn. We want to support other children in the villages to benefit of proper education and we'll try to direct more resources in this matter as the requisites and clothes are not merely enough. We need to work on spreading awareness among the parents. Some do realize and accept their condition and want to make sure that their children will have the chance to proper education, one they never had. 
Romania occupies a shameful rank when it comes to education. We're behind even many African countries, but in a way, it's no wonder considering one in ten children goes to sleep on an empty stomach. We feel like this pandemic has deepened the gap between rich people and poor, while many from the middle class has fallen into the lower social strata. The poor have become poorer, and it seems like many have a hard time covering the most basic needs, food, clothing, etc.